Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. This is episode number 965. It's Friday, July the 24th. And today I'm going to air part two of my interview with an amazing young woman, Estera Bondarev. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So yesterday we aired part one of Estera's story. Today she's going to tell you the story of her grandfather and it will send shivers up your spine, you guys. It's very important for us to understand the stories of those who fled places like Russia and Ukraine and Romania to freedom here in the United States and why it's so important for us to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. I know you're going to enjoy this story. This is the second part of my interview with Estera Bondarev. Have you been to Portland and downtown Portland lately? It's a war zone down there. I've seen videos. It's so sad. I grew up in Portland. I love the city of Portland. I love the Pacific Northwest. And uh, uh, I'm not going to sit by and just let it be taken over. And I was in Portland a couple of weekends ago. Just I didn't go down there for fun, but we were driving back from the Oregon coast, and we thought, well, let's just drive through Portland and see what's going on. I don't recognize it anymore. Mm-mm. I do not recognize it. They've toppled our statues. They the Apple Store. They broke all the windows out. It's boarded up. Uh, graffiti it everywhere. It looks like a war zone from what I'm seeing on just social media and videos yeah. of some private journalists that are there. And they would bring this to. Vancouver, Washington, if we let them. Yeah. They'll bring this to Gresham. They'll bring it to Corvallis. They'll this bring it to anarchy. Albany. Anarchy. This, yes. this is the enemy at its fullest. He. Yeah. So when you hear people talking about socialism, which really I always tell people, a socialist is just a communist with patience. <laughs> it's communism. It's communism. They just like to so can make you a define, pretty word so over. So people who don't understand, because I hear people throwing words all around. I told you I was in, uh, I went to the store the day without my mask and someone called me a fascist and I was like, you really should look that up. I actually don't think you know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that a lot in the culture right now. So can you explain to listeners what is socialism and what is communism and why do you say uh, why can we say that a socialist is just a communist with patience? To me, they're the same, mm-hmm. actually. And a per- perfect example I even gave of Stalin. He, so, say, so let's do this because there's so many people listening to this. They're like, Stalin, I think I've heard that name. Who is he? A communist dictator. Mm-hmm. And he had followers. Mm-hmm. And the way he, I had my notes, but from what I remember, the way, and I shared this at the my last time I spoke, he... This is how he looked at people. So he, uh, his followers, okay, he took a chicken and he stripped feathers off the chicken Mm -hmm. while the chicken was alive. Uh. She was bleeding immensely in pain. He laid the chicken on the floor and he took some uh, grains and he looked at his followers and he said, let me show you how easy it is to govern people. And he put some crumbs on the floor and the chicken barely got up and would eat, would eat. Follow him eating the crumbs. And he said, this is how it, how easy it is to govern stupid people. Mm-hmm. You give them a little, for example, safety. Yes. Oh, boy. So they put fear into us mm-hmm. like the chicken mm-hmm. was in fear and in pain, mm-hmm. panicked. But the food, the, that's the safety she found. The, mm-hmm. And she would follow him. And, that, and that's exactly what I'm seeing right now. Like... We are giving away our freedom 
for a little safety mm-hmm. that I'm sorry, the virus, this is not about a virus. This is about compliance. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I will scream this if I need to. This is not about our health. This is not about a virus. This is about compliance and control. That's exactly right. And Stalin was uh, was in power when he oversaw a starvation, right? A famine, which was a man-made famine. I think it's so fascinating to see. It was a man-made famine that was the clear cause of this hunger that really took the lives of millions of Ukrainians. And someone said to me, it's a man-made famine, a man-made virus. I mean, what we're looking at right now, everything is man-made. there's so much that's happening and the, the, uh, the sameness of it is really frightening to people who have studied history or people who have lived history. And so I saw a guy in the Portland airport not that long who had a picture of Stalin on his shirt as if he was a hero. Is he a hero? No way. He's. How does this happen? They have got to remove the scales off their eyes. We all do. And we are. People are waking up. The church is being shaken. The uh, believers, we're all waking. If anything good is happening out of this quarantine is we're waking up. Yes. Yep. I think that's absolutely true. We are waking up. And I'm talking about the Slavic community, the Romanians, the, the older generation, like, so I'll mention uh, Slavic Vote is a nonprofit organization, um, and they are going just, uh, yeah, Oregon. And uh, right now he's really focusing on um, Washington because of our primaries. Yep. He's hitting every church he can. He comes with a table, set up, folder, gets them registered, uh, educates them on how important it is to register, not just for presidency, our governors, our mayors, our sheriffs. You you asked me this last year. I'd be like, what? Who? What? <laughs> I don't know. Now I no, I'm ready, yeah. and I'm sharing with all my friends on my media. I'm maybe they're sick of me. I don't care. I will instill this in you so, guys. How much, Estera? What I'm hearing you say is not on your watch. You're not, not on my watch. You're not going to allow a Marxist uh, ideology to take over this nation, the freest nation in the world. And we our forefathers freest. must be rolling in their graves at how we have uh, misused the rights that we have been given in this country to vote, to be an, uh, to be an active participant in our own freedom. Yeah. Uh, you someone, don't have this opportunity there. You can't protest. You can't speak. No, while we still have a chance, I will speak for the ones that can't. Or I'm going to pull them up with me if, to get them to speak. You know? Yeah, so important. Uh, when I was in high school, we read uh, Solzhenitsyn and over and over again, it was drilled into us in high school. I went to a Christian high school in Portland. And so when we came out of high school, we had a healthy understanding of communism and socialism. The schools have deliberately left these things out of our history. And parents, if you're listening to this, you have to educate yourselves and your children because the school system has deliberately failed you. Uh, it's amazing to me. You know, I've been doing a series of live videos just talking about what's going on in Washington state. And I, it's fascinating to me. They're letting people out of jail I mean, record numbers of people out of prisons right now. And they're starting to arrest people for not wearing masks. Good citizens yeah, who know their rights and know their rights are being infringed. And this is tyranny. Mm-hmm. This is illegal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And look at that. Look, how, look how what's 
what's good is considered bad and what's bad is considered good. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. I wonder too, if we're, we're talking about kind of going in, uh, going ahead into the future and waking people up. And I still believe uh, our nation is on the brink right now of an economic collapse. There's absolutely no doubt about it. We've got way too much. We're top heavy. Anybody that studied economics for any period of time knows that we are headed careening actually toward Mm -hmm. an economic collapse. And, and we're, we've gotten there because we've elected people into office. We've allowed people to get into office who have socialist ideologies, mm-hmm. who want to see us go to a national health care system, who want Medicare for all, who want free college for everybody. But the problem is nothing is free. Nothing. Nothing is free. And no politician is going to be paying it. Don't no. trust me. It's not going to come out of their pocket. No. That's right. It will come out of the pockets of citizens one way or another. Our one taxes way are going to skyrocket. Another. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a young woman uh, tonight. You came here for a homeschool information meeting. Oh, and yeah. I'm thrilled to see so many in the Slavic community homeschooling their kids, uh, taking that that jump and just uh, doing something that feels scary, but they're yeah. doing it anyway. I did a quick poll on my Instagram about how many parents are going to thinking of home. 80% oh, my goodness. responded to homeschooling. Oh, my goodness. 80%. So you, need, you know what we're going to have to do now is we're going to have to really protect homeschool freedom because Amen. I guarantee you they're going to go after it. That's I guarantee one more you thing. I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll fight it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I liked you. Yeah, I, I knew, knew I liked this I knew girl. I liked you the second I started seeing your videos. Maybe I should start doing some lives. But no, real quick, like um, I wanted to share on your broadcast. Um, so my grandpa is a living and walking testimony. He wrote a book and I want to share real quick. Um, he was born in the 1940 and his mom at three months old and with a couple other women in town, because if you are known to be a, a, a believer of Christ, um, they'd like to make, you know, they'd make an example of you. You couldn't have church. So my grandpa uh, was three months old. His mom was uh, called to um, the city or, that, you know, come here. We got to ask you some questions. Mm-hmm. And they said, deny Christ. And she said, no. And they asked her again, deny Christ or we're going to put you in jail for 15 years. Mm. She said, no, she never came home that night. Oh, my goodness. And my grandpa's three months old, uh, which means God is with us. Mm. God was with him because God's they the, the division back then they had was believers against non-believers, just like the 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 germans against the jews mm. and not all germans were bad they they were they good start people with division look what's happening yeah now. so that's what it was back then and so uh they they arrested my great grandma and two other women so there were three women that were put in jail and the other two also had babies okay mm. and back then there's no formula like how are you going to feed an infant they only survived on mother's breast milk mm-hmm. and so a lady in town from the village kind of neighboring not too far you know heard because everyone knows each other in the mm-hmm. village you know oh my goodness oh my goodness what happened she, her heart broke and she had a baby too and she was a non-believer but she had a heart and god touched her heart and she went to my great grandpa and he, she said i don't know what to give you but i have milk mm-hmm. and if i have I'll, I'll feed your baby and i'll feed mine and my grandpa my grandpa's life was saved because the the lady in the village fed my grandpa mm. while my his while my great grandma was in jail for her faith wow faith and my this I'm one story like my grandpa mm. one story just a little mustard seed out of the whole jar all of them have stories 
all of them. Mm. And and uh, she got sentenced to 15 years, her and those two ladies. And um, a war broke out somewhere while she was in there already three and a half years. And they started releasing the, the you know, the, the prisoners. And she, they were one of them, her and the lady. So she had already been there for three and a half Three and a half years. years. She came back and she came back to her, my grandpa who was alive. The other two women didn't come back to their babies. They died. Mm. And my grandpa survived because God put it on that, on that woman's heart mm. to feed him. And he blessed her with so much milk that my grandpa says, I grew into like the biggest Hulk. Like he <laughs> was like this. My, and how sad my grand, my great grandma came out. He, he didn't know her. No. He would run away from her. Oh. Like, who's this lady? And, you know, but eventually with time, you know, mm-hmm. and he said, he, and in his book, he said, um, I'm the most blessed man. God gave me two mothers, wow. the one that gave birth to me and the one that the saved Moses my life. Story. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what he calls it. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm another Moses story. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's amazing. And we cannot fathom that kind of persecution here. But if we don't stand up yeah. for our freedom, what are they going to say next? Yeah. Oh, close your doors. Just do online. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to fellowship. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Interesting to note that uh, last week, Governor Newsom put California back in lockdown. Mm-hmm. So 80% of Californians, uh, he's going to bankrupt them. These small businesses, we're going we're gonna to run these people out of business. Exactly what he's happened. He's Pelosi's nephew. He is. And it's interesting to me, too, to note that he did not shut down his winery. No. They left That's that gotta open. That's got to keep going. <laughs> That's got to keep going. But I just thought how selective it is, how foolish we are now not to see what's happening. So... Uh, when you uh, in the in the few minutes that we have left, um, can you speak directly to people who've been kind of on the sidelines of this whole thing? They're watching, like in their spirit, they know something. They know something's not right, but they're too afraid to do something about it. I wonder what would happen if more of us just stood up and said, "No, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to. We're not going to uh, give away our freedom." By the way, for people who don't understand, uh, the the reason that these governors are able to do what they're doing. Because I contacted an attorney when this first came. I was like, this is crazy. Like, how are they able to do all these things? The reason they're able to do it is because our legislators for about the last three and a half years have been slowly passing into law, um, giving governors extraordinary power should they ever declare a state of emergency. So all that they have to do to because what he's doing is actually legal. So we keep saying because I was saying this is illegal. This is illegal. No, it's not illegal. We have allowed wicked people into into places of authority in our nation, and they have been passing legislation very quietly over the last three to five years, which has given these uh, these dictatorial governors unprecedented power. It's why Governor Inslee, because he's functioning right now technically under a state of emergency. The same with Newsom. It's the same with uh, Governor Brown. Brown in Oregon. 
they are functioning under a state of emergency. And as long as they can keep that state of emergency going, they can pretty much do whatever they want. And so people need to understand why it's so important that you know who you vote into power, why it's so important that we, that we uh, I didn't even know they're voting on this stuff. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was happening. But if you get on to uh, Washington.gov and you start looking at the, the powers that he has been granted, it'll send a shiver up your spine. So when he says uh, it's a $5,000 fine or up to 365 days in prison to people who live in Yakima County and are found outside without a mask, he's actually not messing around. Now, you got to have a sheriff who's willing to enforce such a uh, such a tyrannical edict. Mm-hmm. And so far, thank God, they haven't had and one. And that's what I'm realizing. That's all it would take. How important it is. This is not just about the president. Yes, that's important. We have to realize how important it is to to vote for the governor, the mayors, and the sheriffs, Mm -hmm. because the mayors are not going to come and arrest us. They're going to send their sheriff to do their work. And that's why we protested in front of the the sheriffs uh, in downtown Vancouver. We went to the sheriff's office, and we demanded him to come out and be with the people. He took an oath to protect the citizens. He wouldn't come out. But we, we were loud. He heard us. What's going and on? we're going to get louder. And I will bring the whole Slavic community and Romanian community to back us up. I, I, I want the American people to know we Slavics, we are Americans. And I keep saying that we are Americans. We are Russian Americans. We are Romanian Americans. We are Ukrainian Americans. We are Americans. And we love this country and the freedom and opportunity it gave us. We will not lose. That. We're not going down without a fight. Mm-hmm. Not me. Not on my watch. Not on your watch. Not on my watch. Like, no, no this is not okay. This, uh-uh, mm-mm. I get so, I love, I love listening to you because uh, your passion is contagious. Your enthusiasm is inspiring and people need to hear the stories that you bring with you when you, when you've had family members who have come out of communism and you can stand in front of an audience and say, this is actually real. This could happen to you. When we see people like Barack Obama who are embracing the tenets of communism, we should be running for our lives. We do not want that here. It should never be in the United States. If people want to be in a communist country, they can move, but we're not going to import communism into the United States. This is not how we do things here. My family didn't run from communism to have to get up and pack their stuff and run again. Mm -hmm. Me and every Slavic family. Mm Mm-hmm. There's nowhere else to run after this. There isn't. There, we are the only country left with what we have left. There is nowhere to run. And that's what I, I was saying, too. I was like, there is nowhere to run. Where that's are we exactly going to pack right. up and go now? No, we're yeah. the only ones left. That they're, yeah. That's why they're fighting so hard to take away our constitutional rights. That's right. Because that's, that's, what, our, that's what they fought for, to, ha- to give us this... And they know that if we know what our rights are, we will stand up. That's why they don't teach it in school. They want, they, they, want the erase, they want to erase history. That's right. They want to rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not on my watch. Not on my watch. I think it's so fascinating, uh, this, this move away that the church has done from politics. And I guess I just want to end by saying, I love that you said we're Slavic and we're American. We're Russian and we're American. I, want, I was thinking we're Christian and we're American. You can love the Lord Jesus and still be a patriot. You can love the Lord Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and still love your freedom and fight to defend it. The people that, that founded this country fought for this country. And, exactly. and most of them were Christians. Exactly. And this idea that Christians should, and this that Christians and freedom are somehow anathema to each other 
isn't true at all. But that's why this country worked so well mm-hmm. and is still working because it was founded on 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 godly values. We cannot lose that. That's right. I thank you so much for coming. I know that the people that are listening, particularly those in the Slavic community, are going to be inspired by what you're saying. And actually, I think there's going to be a lot of sleepy Americans who've been here our whole lives, and we're looking around going, wait a second, and, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, and I actually already, a few people reached out to me. We're thinking of actually doing a Slavic campaign mm-hmm. where all the Slavics get together and learn about the governors and what you know they're about. And it's 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 I can see it's becoming. I have an idea. I had this. Yes. I had this great idea. I, my husband and I were driving down. I think the five hundred three the day, and we're noticing you guys are watching all the political signs that are up yeah, now. Yeah. All these names. I don't think they should be able to put their name up there without saying what they stand for. Exactly. I don't care about your name. Okay, so Mr. Brown. Okay, Mr. Blum. What we do you need, stand we need for? Their bio. I want to know. I want to know. Are you pro life? I want to know. Are you pro uh, America? Mm-hmm. I want to know. Are, are you rights? a constitutionalist? I want to know this stuff. Otherwise, it's just a name. I don't care about your name anymore. Exactly. You know, because for forever, what we're doing is we're just we're going saying with it's the flow. just yeah, we're going with the flow, and whoever has the most signs up wins. Yeah, not anymore. Mm-mm. I want to know what you think, and I think it should be honestly. I think it should be a lot. If you're going to put your name on a sign and ask people to vote for you, they should know what you stand for, so they know what they're voting for exactly because so often they go and they just well i saw brown a lot he seems like a nice guy he's got a nice picture i'll vote for him and the guy's like a sleeping communist and nobody exactly. knew exactly right and so i don't know about you but i'm sort of done with that i was mm-hmm. telling i was my husband and i just the other day we were like that we shouldn't be why are we doing this all these signs who even cares right i want to know what you stand for i don't care what your name is yeah tell me what we you need stand to take for it seriously and we i'll need write to your read name their down. bios yes we need to know what they're about what yeah, what are they are they going to protect the citizens? Yeah, that's right. And that is what we need to know. Well, Sarah, uh you're going to have to say your last name because I know I'm not going to be able to do it. Bondarev. I know. See, that's not even that hard, but I'm I looking at it going. I shortened I just say Ms. Bond. <laughs> Uh, what's your name? Esterabond. Esterabond. That's right. Esterabond. That's right. Well, you, you're incredible. And I thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to us. And I know that uh, people are going to be inspired by your story and hopefully they're going to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Thank yeah, you so and much. Slavics, please get up, share, go talk to your grandparents. Mm. You will learn so much from them. And then you can share with your American friends the more we talk to them, the more we can learn and we can share their testimonies. Yes, they might be like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. But we we can learn a lot from them because history has a tendency of repeating itself. It is and repeating if, itself. And if we don't learn, yep. yes, our fight is 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 strong is harder. It's better late than never. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes, this force, I can feel this demonic force. Yep. It's hard. But God wins in the end. And I don't know if you heard this saying, when we go one, we go all. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. I'm totally with you. Uh, Estera Bond, that's what I'm going to call you for the rest of your life. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was last minute and very spontaneous. I'm going to link back to Slavic Vote. Yeah, Slavic vote uh, in the in the show notes today. And I'm going to end with this quote from Kitty Wertheman. She said, it's true. Those of us who sailed past the Statue of Liberty came to a country of unbelievable freedom and opportunity. America is truly the greatest country in the world. Don't let freedom slip away. After America, there's no place to go. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. 